Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we're going to talk about emotions, feelings, the structures you build around your heart, mm. and so much more. <laughs> That was a solid that was snap. Solid snap. It had some echo between um, those walls. So, oh, I don't have that. I only have my notes. Wow. Sorry, guys. Um, here well, we last, go. So here's the thing. Last time I read it, or last time I talked about the book first, mm -hmm. and then you were like, "We should have read that first. And yeah. then, but now, yeah, I just uh, you didn't share these with me, so I'm looking at my own notes. Yeah, my bad. Which we titled similarly, so I think maybe we thought we shared. Welcome, everybody. The Walk and Love podcast is a weekly conversation between TJ and I, TJ Macedis, Macedis, about emotions, rhythms, marriage, parenting, and faith. It is a place where we laugh and sometimes cry as we try to find language to live a joy-filled life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Today's sponsor, and if you're wondering, if you're new here, our sponsors are us. Us. <laughs> so we just like to share ways that you can support the we podcast. They were just really aligned. Yeah, with they, the values you know, we wanted, sponsors. yeah, we sometimes I don't align with some of the sponsors on just like how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Um, so today's sponsor is our live coaching and classes launching this Thursday. Uh, something that we dabbled in last year, real briefly. I will be teaching two classes this year. Uh, one is called the T shirt Academy, it's your one stop place to learn about all things in terms of launching your own apparel business. We've been doing this for 17 years or something mm -hmm. crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's a place where I teach all the things that I know. And really what it does is it saves you time uh, in Googling and testing and making mistakes and all that kind of stuff. So T-Shirt <laughs> Academy, we're gonna, we're gonna launch a new class for that because I've already taught it once. And then a new one that I'm launching is called Launch Party. Um, it's Lanch Party, Kevin. Would that really be Would better? Would it really be better oh, it's like Lanch Party, Kevin? I should have put that sound in. That's okay. Uh, launch party will be similar to T-Shirt Academy, but but minus the apparel stuff with more of a focus on content creation, launch strategy, and just how, e Shopify. how to build an e-commerce store mm -hmm. uh, on Shopify. So those two classes will be launching Thursday, as well as one that Brooke will be teaching, which I'm super stoked about. Yes. It. We don't have, we have, we've narrowed down the names. Yeah but we don't have the perfect name. So we're just going to tell you what the class is going to be about. It is based, the, the main focus of this class is going to be on how to prevent mom burnout, mm. which I think is something that people deal with, moms deal with. Really? Just a teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny bit. Um, so those classes <laughs> will be launching on Thursday. And the cool thing, one of, the, one of our favorite things about teaching these classes is that we don't just like upload videos to a... Uh, like e-course platform, we teach them live. So we so we teach them over the course of a week mm -hmm. and it's an hour and a half-ish each day, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And we're live on Zoom. So we teach all the classes and then we get to answer questions as we go. And so when I taught the T-Shirt Academy, it was so great because people would raise their hand and be like, hey, can you just said this. Can you explain it a little bit more? And, and I was able to do that. Yeah. So it's super cool and it's very interactive. Um, and then, and then whoever signs up for the courses gets access to those videos if they want to go back and rewatch one or if they miss one, one night. Um, so yeah, we're super stoked on the classes launching this Thursday on our Instagram. Um, we'll have links to all of them, uh, details about what they'll be teaching, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's a way you can support the podcast and learn. Boom, boom. 
Win boom, win. Boom 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 boom. Let me hear say way ho way ho. Um. Okay. So we have a very dense episode today. Mm. We so can you pass me the book if you're watching on YouTube. We are going to spend the next few weeks going through the book, The Voice of the Heart by Chip Dodd, which was written in 2001. Yeah, I was a freshman in high school. I well, was, like eighth grade into then a freshman. Yeah, like over that. Okay, year. I was going to be in tenth grade, mm-hmm. like ninth into tenth grade, depending right. on what time. Spring of ninth and then fall of yes. No, uh, yes, tenth. Yeah, for me, that's how school. Works. Um, which is crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. think about how much our lives have changed since then. Wow. Obviously, like we got married and you know have jobs and kids and moved and bought houses and but like i don't wear tube tops anymore so a lot has changed whoa tube tops well like i should right called when they're like strapless jeez i don't mean like to like no never a belly tube top (laughs) wow guys just trying to think just unpacking layers of the onions of brooke um but yeah like when we read this book so much of it is just like amazing mm-hmm. um so we have a very dense episode today about this book if you didn't buy the book or haven't read it that's okay that's okay because i think we'll talk about it in a way that you know like we talk about all the things that we read and etc yeah. but, but there I, is still time there is still if you're time mainland yes. amazon prime we've ordered our two books and they are still not here because we wanted to start fresh <laughs> because this one has been like you know highlighted now there's like six different colors of highlighter in there to try to keep track of what was highlighted what's when? highlighted when um but yeah excellent book one that i plan on reading every year um and as we started this i barely got through the preface where i was just like i think i have enough to talk about yeah mm-hmm. um the other thing but so so we're gonna so we're having a dense episode today um but before we get into that dense episode brooke and i have united in our strong feelings. Yes. They are strong and uh, they're just strong. They're, they're strong. They're strong like to the point where like they're obscure and they're strong. They're yeah, they're like it's so obscure and it's like first world problem 100%, but it doesn't it's mean a I'm any less passionate about it. Because we are on a break from our cell phones, um which is funny like I'll sidebar a little bit. The first year we took off our phones, we talked about it every week. Like talked about what? Being off our phones oh, and how oh. it made us feel and all this kind of stuff and what we were learning. And like, I feel like we've barely mentioned it in terms of like yeah. podcast. I will say this because because we're, we're starting back up in a few days um, from when we're recording this. By the time you're listening to this, we're back, we're back on social media, baby. Um, I will say this, like... Uh, What's really cool about this, like it's a yearly rhythm that we've done and we've tinkered with it as we went. First year, uh, the f- my phone went into an envelope and I didn't open that envelope until February. Uh, Brooks had her phone on, but like deleted apps. The second year I deleted time-wasting apps. And then third year I was like, mm-hmm. it's really obnoxious to like log back into these apps once they're gone. So I just deleted them from my home screen. So we, we tinkered with it a bunch of different ways. And this year we decided, hey, we're going to... Um, spend two weeks here in January and two weeks sometime June, July, depending on schedule and mm-hmm. when it works, et cetera. And so like that was, which I think was the right move because oh, yeah. I feel like there's like a law of diminishing returns when you do this practice that like over and over. eventually like after 20 days, you're like, okay, like, I, you know, I get it. Like 
I, I've kind of not learned. like I get it. I want to be back on my phone. No, but, but just like, like I've learned. You jump into the not using them so fast and quickly and happily. Yeah, that it's like yeah. After a week to twenty, or sorry, two weeks to like twenty days, it's not like I'm learning anymore. Yeah. the longer I stay yeah. off. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting is like the first three years, the the like main lesson and takeaway for me was like stillness, peace, mm. solitude calmness, um, just like being still and like slowing down and exhaling all those kind of good things. And then this year, like, and it kind of surprised me in, in a good way that like these yearly rhythms that we practice, these intentional things that we put into place in our lives, while they start for a specific reason, like the, the specific reason was like, I feel like I'm too distracted all the time. I need a break from that distraction so I can actually like think clearly and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then year four, I feel like I have, I've learned the complete opposite of what I learned the first three years. That's just like, okay, you're, you don't have uh, your phone. Now it's time to get to work. Mm. Like you think your phone was for work, but actually your brain is for work. Whoa. And so I like, and so instead of Good like brain, and so I, I have a caption for it on an Instagram that we're coming out with on Monday. That's like, instead of just like this long windy road, slow drive, windows open, super calm, chill moment. Mm -hmm. I, I've felt the last three times this time. It's like, instead of that long, slow drive, it's like the Lord has given me a roadmap for the year ahead. Mm. And it's like, we've gone into like planning mode. My word for the year is activate. And I just feel like, man, I am pumped up and I, I feel more energized at the beginning of this year than I ever have before. Yeah. And it's cool to me to like, associate with that with a practice that I thought was always going to be the same thing. I thought it was yes. always going to be like calmness, stillness. And, and it's, and if I hadn't started three it's years growing ago, with you. Yeah. And yeah. if I hadn't started three years ago, what would this 2023 season feel like? Mm. And also if I hadn't started three years ago, I don't think we'd live here. Like there's so much, Oh yeah. You there's know, a very, very solid chance. That's and true. so, yeah, I just like, yeah, I'm like ready to rock and roll. I love baby. it activate anyway anyways strong feelings my strong feelings are because of this is a long way to the well because we don't have our phones we've been using our ipads for most of the stuff that we which need let to do. me pause i use my ipad all the time i often do not know where my phone is <laughs> like ever yeah because i use my ipad it is like my home it's like your home phone home phone for texting it's my home phone i text from it i do all my emails from it i schedule things from it it's just like it's it's kind of like a laptop except that i like that it's not a laptop yeah so i have felt this for a long time this strong feeling but i've never voiced it because nobody else is using an ipad as much as me so i've started now, to use it as an ipad and you know on your phone when you swipe down from the top right corner it gives you some options an alarm flashlight. a flashlight uh camera camera uh, timer, do not disturb. all this kind of stuff on your phone. There's this really great button that looks like a calculator mm -hmm. and you click it and you can do all you, you punch all the buttons. Oh, not working. Not click, working. click, click. Okay. Um, are any of my sounds working? Oh no. Something has happened to my soundboard. Oh no. Is it plugged in? Yeah, it's plugged in. Maybe the source files have gotten moved. That's what That's probably what it is. Um, anyway, so I go online, I go click, click, click. I go on my iPad, I go on my iPhone, I go click, click, click. I'm doing math like nobody's business. Yeah. I'm doing subtraction, four. Just addition, like anything. division, multiplication, fractions. Oh. <laughs> 
sort of. I go on my iPad to do the same thing. No calculator. No calculator on an iPad. I can't. That's fine. We'll just download an app yeah, that's just a download calculator. An app, except all of them ha- are just full of ads and garbage. They, and, I'm not kidding. They don't even work. And so those are my feelings. And Brooke, those are my, those are our feelings. And we are united as one yes. in them. That like, come one, on. Now. Why? Why? Why, why not no? have a calculator app? <laughs> I'm actually doing more like calculatory things. Calculatory things on my iPad than I would ever on my phone. Yeah. So then like, you think it's fine. I'll just download the calculator app. They Doesn't don't exist. have one. So those are my feelings. So if you're an app developer out there, make a great iPad calculator. You're gonna make millions. See, but make it that I that I can go here. True. I need it to go here. But that's that's your that's your Apple. But maybe there's a way to OS, do it. We're gonna right? get some. We're gonna get some messages that are like you know what you could do. You could is, toggle on the calculator. Uh, I don't see that as an option. Okay. Control center. Okay. okay. So anyway. those are my feelings, and they're strong. They are strong. Strong feelings. Huh. Okay. So let's get into it, Brooke. Did anything okay. happen this week? No, we're fine. No. Uh, you're fine. I read we're this fine. book. We read this book. I um, played Bunko. Oh. Okay. The- I apparently I joined a Bunko night. I did get a text about it. There was some confusion in your joining of this group. Yes, which I haven't communicated to any of them. So this is all brand new information. But I got a text. Hey, a Bunko group is happening. You need nine people to play Bunko. So it's like they need nine people to show up every time or you yep. can't play. Do you want to do it? Blah, blah, blah. Here's the dates, whatever. I, I got a, a different text about joining a Bible study thing with a whole Brooke long list of dates. very popular. On the same day. And so I was like, huh. This is a lot. I don't know what to do. Should I do both? They're different times. Went through the whole thing. Decided if I had to choose, I was going to choose the like small group Bible study vibe thing. Because you're a hella Christian. Uh, That and also I thought, hey, maybe I'll have something to talk about on the podcast. Okay. Can I pause? Yeah. Can I insert something into the story? Sure. So during this text message of getting invited to all these things, I am in like activate mode yeah. of like this is the year we're planning the rhythm out in detail so that my wife can thrive mm. and so if you're watching on uh youtube YouTube's. here is a look at our weekly rhythm schedule it is color coordinated in a calendar everybody has in their own color calendar. and it can be tinkered with and there's blocks for time for do things and so like i think because you were getting these texts you were like even more heightened to like this is going to change the rhythm. My color blocks will change. We'll have to put this in. And so that's yeah, sort of like- I did get like, the text a little bit before that. And so it was like, I don't want to give away evenings multiple times a month if we're not going to be functioning. Yeah. Like I need to know that we're going to be functioning and then it's cool if I go to this. Anyway, so what I said was, what I thought I said was- To Bunko. To Bunko. I'm, Bible study you're all in. Bible study I'm all in. I said yes. And to Bunko, the text was something like, I had follow-up questions- and within those follow-up questions, I said, but if you want me there, I'll join. I'm all in. And then I said, but blah, blah, I forget what my questions were. And so it was like, because I ended with questions, I think I thought it was more of like a hold, please. Yeah. Two weeks later, I get a text, Bunko. Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. And I was like, all right, note to self. Added to my nice little weekly schedule. Watch YouTube videos on how to play Bunko. Turns out Bunko is it's really easy. It's not rolling hard dice. But you had a ton of fun. It was fun. So I didn't win any Bunko. prizes, but we're already talking about merch, the Bunko babes. Um, <laughs> so coming to the shop, Mer- fuzzy new, dice for everybody. New merch is fire. Yeah, smash the subscribe button. Um, 
Anyway, that, that's really my that only was, update yeah, to the week. That was. Um, other than reading this book. Other than reading this book. And we have visitors here. Mm-hmm. Brooke's friend from fourth grade and her husband are here. Yes. For their 15-year wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. She's known she's known this friend for 26 years. I have. Which is just Which was crazy. To do that math. Too bad we didn't have our calculator to do that math. Yeah. Not on the iPad. Um, okay. So, Voice of the Heart, written by Chip Dodd. We told you to read, where did I put the link? The preface and the introduction, right? And I think that there might have been, hold on, let me. Ah, no. We weren't supposed to read an actual motion, were we? No, no. Preface through the eight feelings, which is the preface, the introduction. Oh. And then the like. Sorry, what is yeah. this paper doing? Because these are some extra notes. I was taking so many notes. Oh, wow. wow I wrote wow, them on paper. Wow, I got wow, them on wow, the wow. iPad. Anyways, we have plenty to talk about. So, and we will, there is no way. We will cover, especially because like the first three chapters are so dense with yeah. like setup. I actually think we'll have an easier time covering the emotions and talking about the emotions as we get through them. Mm-hmm. But the first few chapters. Oh, are I very- didn't read chapter two, the eight feelings. Okay, I only read the preface, the intro, and the spiritual root okay. system. My bad. So that's as far as I'm prepared today. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it's more than um, because. I, we could have read the preface and had it like had the, the, the balance is like, we don't want to be in this book study for 15 weeks of the podcast. Yes. And so like, we're trying to condense and, and do some things. And so, yeah. um, what do you want to start with? Okay. Well, the preface, and let me say <laughs> that the, the preface here, and, and you know, obviously if you've read it, great. If not, you follow along. He, he's basically saying like, I wrote this in 2001. Yep. This is the second edition of this book. And so he just as all that time has passed, he just has some thoughts about how like this book still holds true and it still supports the gospel and truth, but it's like such a powerful, powerful tool. Um, and so the book, you know, I'm just going to like literally skim the things I've highlighted in the preface and then we can jump into it. But, um, can I interject something? Sure. Hit songs of 2001. Oh, hanging by a moment by (sighs) Lifehouse. Hanging by a moment. Fallen by Alicia Keys. All for you, Janet Jackson. Drops of Jupiter in her hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. If you're watching, Train didn't just come into the studio. Right. I that saw was... Train live. Fantastic. Oh. Okay. Fantastic. I'm real. Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule. If you're gone, I don't know Matchbox 20. <gasps> Let me blow your mind. Gone. Eve featuring Gwen Stefani. Thank you. Dido. Remember that song? <gasps> Again, Lenny Kravitz, Independent Woman, Part One, Destiny's Child. Part One. Those are the top two, top 10 songs of Wow. I think I know all of those, except maybe the Jennifer Lopez one. But I'm sure if I heard it. Let me jump down to number 12. It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. That was our first dance song. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I mean, so inappropriate, but not. <laughs> not our first dance song. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so the book as a whole is like, it. It. it's... We're, we're attempting, I, I think my, my posture and even wanting to read it, like, why would I want to read a book like yep. this? Is that like, I'm truly hoping to discover, and these are his words, rediscover the doorway into how our hearts were made. And like, that is it. Like, I know that there is so much depth and goodness in knowing ourselves better and like differentiating between like self-help internet self-love know yourself follow your heart like that like shove all that aside to an actual god who created us with hearts with emotions like truly stepping into sort of the secret place 
of like yes. where God yes. Absolutely. will communicate with us. Yeah. And so I highlighted, uh, actually you highlighted and then I rehighlighted. So and then so I rehighlighted. It's a very weird amount of colors. <laughs> um, the book's material does not change you. Only God can change you. Yep. But it aids us in becoming more present so we can experience deep change. Yep. The book is a tool and, and, and it's really like, and this is how I, this is how I was like, I actually wrote this down. It's like when we talk about the voice of the heart or the Enneagram or uh, the chair behind or the 15 minutes at the end of the day, what I picture is like, okay, I have this communication Nerf gun. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is a Nerf. Yeah. So nerf this is how gun? we're I thought it was a tool belt. No, this is, this, is, this is a new, new language. I have communication Nerf gun and like mm. by itself, I'm not very good at communicating with you. Like right. some people's Nerf guns might be better and bigger or like just work better, okay. but mine at, on its own, just the way that I was, the way that I learned or the way that I grew up or whatever, or all whatever, the things, combined. all the things, it was hard for me to communicate about the deep emotions in my heart. Mm. And then I found the chair behind, add an attachment. Oh, this gun works a little bit better. It's got a sight or whatever. Okay. I'm following, I'm following the Nerf gun. Add the eight feelings, another attachment. They're not balls inside your nerf no, gun? No, 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 no. They're just attachments to allow, they're attachments that increase my ability to communicate. Like it's okay. just getting better. Okay. Again, nerf gun is just something that I thought of. Okay. But it could be anything. Like it could be tools, like a tool that you use and it comes with all these attachments. And at the beginning of Mine your- Mine is like a nicely organized tool, tool box. Yeah. And so like, like what's cool, like especially specifically with the eight feelings, like and the voice of the heart is like, the chair behind is a way is like an attachment to get to that most. Yes. Cause that's what we're always trying to say. What's, what's all the way in the first all the way back. back. It's going to be one of these eight. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. So it says feelings ultimately are tools. We have been given to live fully in a tragic place where wonder and tragedy, great loves and great losses intermingle. <clears throat> Our lives cannot yield fully to the eternity. We envision, we envision in this finite place. But feeling our feelings allows us to keep heart in the struggle of living fully, loving deeply, and leading well a life worth living for ourselves and with others. So, mega circled, feelings are tools. Yeah. They are. And that's what I'm saying. It's and, like, to me, and to me, a tool is not neutral in its impact, but it is neutral in its like moral judgment of good, bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, I feel like so much of, I think we're coming out of this culturally a little bit, maybe too, too much in some weird ways, but like, you know, I feel like people really used to shame their kids and themselves for feeling, don't yeah. feel that. Yeah. Don't feel mad. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. Instead of like, no, my, my feelings and body are trying to tell me something. Mm -hmm. Now what I do with the consequences of acting upon those things, those are not neutral at all. Yeah, like later in the, I don't know which chapter, it is, but this is what I typed because I, I was, instead of just highlighting, so only since we only have one book, I was trying to type out stuff. Yeah. Um, he wrote, feelings are not impulses that need to be controlled. They are tools that we learn, we need to learn how to use mm. well so that we don't behave impulsively and act out with the ability, without the ability to take responsibility. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what we're doing as parents is we are like, I think in previous generations, it was like, no, that feeling is an impulse. Anger is an impulse. Shut it down. Yeah. And now what we're trying to do or trying to learn how to do is like, you, you can be angry, but that does not give you the right mm -hmm. or the uh, excuse to smack your sister in her face. <laughs> like the anger right. is not. Anger is not the issue, if you will. Yeah. It, you know, it's the. 
And so how you, how you, when that anger is boiling in your heart, what decisions are you going to make? Are you going to act like, like it's an impulse and slap your sister in the face? Or are you going to, it's trying to to tell you something. And as we read this book, you'll figure out what anger is trying to tell you. (laughs) So can I start somewhere? Cause like, I feel like if we're, or do you like, do you, are you, okay. I mean, so, um, you know, it's so dense and I've said that a bunch of times, but it's like really hard to like, just if you're not reading it to like really kind of understand the depth and the the wisdom that he's sharing. But, mm-hmm. but one thing I heard Chip say one time is, and I, he said it in a video, God is so invested in the heart. Mm-hmm. That's where he put the Holy Spirit. Mm. And like to think about the gravity of that is really sort of incredible. Like, yeah. you know, we talk about a lot of things and God looks at the heart, you yeah. know, and uh, understanding our feelings leads us to being fully present human beings. Yeah. And so that's why Brooke and I spend so much time talking about like language and emotions and all this stuff. And so what's crazy is like, before we started rereading this book for this episode, I was telling Brooke that like, usually when we go into integrated, when I go to integrated, Jeremy asks, do I have anything to share? Mm-hmm. Uh, like at the first lesson, I think it's because I've been there since the beginning and I'm a natural encourager. Mm-hmm. And so lately I've been, I've been having this sort of, I don't know, vision, metaphor, language tool of just like, okay, like picture your heart and all the feelings that you have inside of it. Um, and if, could you read them out, read out the eight feelings? Yeah. Um, there because I, I just want you to like sort of visualize this if you're driving okay don't close the your eight eyes feelings anymore. hurt lonely sad anger fear shame guilt and glad yeah so those are like so if you go if you're like the analogy he uses is like the primary colors are what are the primary colors? red oh yeah i have this written down here. yeah red yellow and blue red yellow and blue mm-hmm. and every color that you've ever seen has come from those yeah and so, and we don't negate red, yellow, and blue as being simplistic or not enough yeah. or any of that. We're like, no, that's really all it takes. Yeah. There's then, three of them. And then he talks about music. Yes. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Eight Those notes. Are eight notes. Yep. Created, have created every musical piece you've ever listened to. Yes. And there's barely repetition. Right. And so why do we have no problem accepting that? Right. But then when we talk about feelings, we want to add all of these other feelings to the list. And that's not bad. Like, I'm not saying that like the music that someone makes from all the eight notes is bad compared to this person. They're just mm-hmm. different. And it's like, if we feel frustrated, well, that, that, that's, I'm not negating that, mm-hmm. but there is something in the chair behind that leads back to one of these eight. And yes. once you have the language and the understanding of yourself and your heart to know that, yeah. You can un- like so like frustration is a great example. Like are you frustrated because you're angry? Are you frustrated because you're hurt? Are you frustrated, frustrated because, because you're, you're lonely? lonely? <laughs> and, and so He's lonely. Ha- having the communi- having the ability to understand that about yourself gives you the yeah. ability to communicate well with others because like I've had m- moments where I'm like I'm annoyed. You know, I'm annoyed and and people would be like, "Oh, he's feeling annoyed." And it's like, "Yeah, we can say that, but that's not the true yeah, it's not what it's stemming from completely. Yeah. And so like, I, that's why I love the chair behind and I love the combination of these two together is like, now I have the ability quickly to get to Brooke. Like we we were, when we were traveling for Christmas, 
I was explaining some family dynamics and like the, the root of it was hurt. Yeah. I was hurt. And because I can tell Brooke that I'm hurt by that, she can have compassion for me. We can talk about it. And like, and I'm not just living up here surfacely yeah. being frustrated. Yeah. So, and me being like, Hey, you're frustrated a lot. Stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I wouldn't say yeah. that. But you know, if you, if you're not communicating about it with your spouse, you can get to that point of like, can you just stop being annoyed? Yeah. And then it's like, that's a really not very compassionate yeah. thing to say yeah. if that annoyance is rooted in like something way deeper. Anyway, so so I've been thinking about this thing to share it integrated, but I'm going to share it here first. And it's like, okay, you think of those eight feelings. Read them one more time. Hurt, lonely, sad, anger, fear, shame, guilt, glad. And we all feel those deep inside of our hearts. And like our hearts are where we have feelings and emotions and like make up who we are, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously your mind and your body do as well, but like your heart is where you feel. Um, and so I think something that a lot of us do and to some degree, this is okay, but to, I think most of the degree, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it. We build structures around our hearts. Yeah. Walls. And, and so, um, some of the, some of us build homes. So I'm going to explain a few scenarios that obviously this isn't all encompassing, but mm-hmm. these are just some general examples. Some of us build homes with windows and doors and, you know, like I have a door that I can open up to Brooke and say, I was hurt by that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to let those feelings out. So like a lot of us are building structures to kind of keep those feelings in. And like, that's what we do as parents. We try to build structures around our kids' hearts so that they can, com- like they can live in, in the world that we have. You know, like they're, they're right. like, we, we provide guardrails. we're modeling the appropriate structures yes, to build exactly. and that's, for boundaries and things. Exactly. Yes. We're not building them around. The no, heads. no, no. But like you're, you're, yeah, you're modeling because your kids are becoming who you are. And so you're mm-hmm. trying to model a way to like, we can talk about fear. We can talk about anger. We can talk about loneliness. We mm-hmm. can talk about these things and that's okay. We don't yeah. have to. So like, hopefully you're building a nice, beautiful house around your heart, ha- ha- around your heart house, heart that has windows and doors to all eight feelings. It's an eight mm-hmm. bedroom house. Nice. And hopefully every bedroom has a door out. Mm. Then there are some of us who have built houses that are only five bedrooms. Mm. And so we have five, we, have, we access five feelings very well or well enough to have a window or a door. And then anger is bottled up in the basement. Locked away. Locked away. And so we don't feel that or we avoid that. And then eventually we have an aneurysm or what, you know, like, like <laughs> yeah. the, 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 that kind of stuff can actually start to affect you physically. Yes. Um, and so, and then some of us have built safes, mm-hmm. like I'm going to keep all these feelings safe from everybody else. And, and, and yourself. But what you end up doing is building a prison for mm-hmm. your feelings yeah. and you never let them out. And so you never fully live with a heart engaged with those people around you. Yeah. And so what I, what I've been, as I've been sort of like unpacking this metaphor or this language, I've just been thinking so much about like, okay, what does my heart structure look like? Mm. What, and again, like the, the, and, and here's my hope that the, that the structure that's built around my heart with, I'm interacting with Brooke is doors open, windows open. Yeah. Let's, I want you to fully know me. My heart structure when I'm with God is like, I want to tear down every single wall and I just want to be fully known and loved by you Mm -hmm. and seen by you. And then it's like, when I'm at checkout, 
buying something, I don't need that structure fully open. You know, like there, there, there is a reality to like boundaries or if I have like a tense relationship with a family member, Mm -hmm. I don't need that structure fully open because there might be pathways to really hurt me or Mm -hmm. injure me in terms of emotions and feelings. And so like, I'm not saying like we should always be like, I was going to say the goal isn't like to burn the the house down and just be open all the time. Because, but I, but I do think most of us live with structures that are too tightly shut Mm. specifically around our spouses or our kids or the people like parents or whatever. And that, that causes us to sort of like, as we, it causes our heart to harden because like, if you look at your heart, it's like, again, I'm just using the metaphor of a heart, not your actual physical heart. But like, if you look at your heart and like cut it up into eight pieces Mm -hmm. and it's like, if all those feelings are allowed to be felt and talked about and, and, and work through, et cetera, your heart is fully alive. But as we build structures around parts of those. Let's say all eight sections are beating. Yes. Like, but then like, let's say we, we suppress loneliness mm -hmm. to a, to a fault and, or gladness. Like some people (laughs) suppress being happy, you know, or joyful or whatever, like, uh, that those parts of our heart can become super hard and rigid and like mm-hmm. there's no life there. Yeah. And so we end up doing that over years and years or decades or whatever. And then we die a curmudgeoned old person with a hard, mm. hard heart. And like, that's not what the Lord wants. That's right. what the devil wants. He wants you to live with a hard heart for all of your days. Mm. But what the Lord wants is a heart fully alive, fully able to be present because understanding our feelings leads us to being fully present and when we're fully present, we have eyes to see what the Lord wants us to see. Yeah. So that's sort of like, again, this is, there's a lot, there's a, so much information in here and we didn't even read one of the chapters. Whoopsies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of like the language and the, the thoughts that I had as I was reading that like, yeah. if I had to boil this, this podcast episode about this first part of the book down to one thing, it was, it would be what structures are you building around your house? Uh, what structures are you re- building around your heart with the people you are intimate with? Mm. Yeah. What do they look like? Yeah. And honestly, like if it would because help, they're there. And yeah. So I think there. step one, acknowledge that they're there and what are they? Yeah. What do they look like? And what's crazy is like, or what do you want? Brooke and I've been like? married 13 years and like early on my structures were, my structure was mostly closed off. Mm-hmm. like access to gladness, no problem. Yeah. Maybe access to some anger, that, that would happen. Mm-hmm. Hurt, nah, talk about it here and there. But like the other things I like didn't even know how to talk about. And so yeah. it's like through this process of like asking God to like soften our hearts, asking the Holy Spirit to like reign and rule, and then like having language to talk about these things deep within us, I feel like my structure has become much more open and yes. there's a lot more windows and there's a lot more doors. And it's like, you know, Honestly, that- there's a. We're getting like kind of dorky into the metaphor, yeah. but like, let's I, go there. Let's, let's go there. Dorky metaphors are my jam. Um, yeah, I feel like, and because so much of your windows and doors are open more, like there is a nice breeze going through mm-hmm. and it, it, it just, it all just flows more, like more smoothly, more openly, more generously. Yeah. And that's, it's very impactful it's on like your that, life and the life of pe- lives of people around you. It's like that moment when you go from winter to spring and you're like, it's nice outside. Let's open all the windows. Yeah. And you get a breeze going and you feel like, oh, this isn't just like recycled. Maybe I'm going to clean a few things yeah. up, you know? Yeah. Because and, it's like that feels really nice. And so as you develop the ability and the language to talk about your true feelings, 
that will happen in your house more frequently, mm -hmm. which then gives you the confidence to make better, like uh, better decisions with ease because yeah. you know what the root of that decision is. Yeah. And you know, like why that decision has to be made. And mm -hmm. it like takes away some of the like, I don't know, frustration or back and forth. So yeah. Yeah. That was my main takeaway. That's awesome. I have two smaller, but two, two takeaways. Um, one, he, at one point he's talking about, um, I'll actually just read it and then say my thoughts. Um, in the journey of life, there are two roads. We're familiar with this, right? Two roads. Two roads. But it's not the road you think. Here we go. Okay. One road is well-traveled as it is. Keeps us in the existence of survival. Never fully knowing ourselves. Never fully knowing others. Never fully finding the abundant life for which we were searching. Anyway, we spend our existence toiling to make life happen. And all it... This is a little dark. All it gets us is a grave, a marker, and a date. But he's like, this is the road. There's two roads. This is the road, well-traveled, but where so many of us live. Mm -hmm. And then he says, the other road leads to full life. It's not the metaphor of, here's this road that's well-traveled. Let's take the path less traveled. Right. It's smaller and winding and an adventure yeah. that's off yeah. the grid. That's not what he's saying because that's what we hear. And I'm like, I don't want to be off the grid. That sounds scary. Yeah. I don't want the road less traveled necessarily in the typical in, in sense. In all things. Yeah. In all things of like there's you're, there's two roads in the woods or yeah. two paths or whatever the poem is. Um, and so I. You nailed it. I nailed whatever it. it was. I don't think people need Ralph to look it up. Ralph <laughs> Emerson, the ninth. Franklin. Esquire. Once said. After a night of bunko. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote in his journal. Um, no, so one road. Dear Diary, Bunko was fun. Oh no, Dear Diary, how, how are, are you? you? I'm good. I'm good. I was at Bunko. Were you there? No, you were in my drawer. Um, <laughs> in the journey of life, there are two roads. One road, well-traveled, keeps us just existing, surviving. Yep. The other road leads to full life. A road along the heights that is rough going, yet joyous and full. This is the way of the heart. On this road, our hearts become clarified, freed, and made new. And so I just like, that, mm. that really stuck out to me because yeah. we are very familiar with the, there's two paths, yep. which one are you going to take? Yep. And I just loved that it wasn't a matter of like the one everybody's doing or something no one's done before. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the decision. The decision is like, are we going the way everybody's going, the well-traveled wide path, or are we going the way of a full life? that's the crossroads you're at. Yeah. A full life with a full heart or, well, yeah, I'm just going to survive. It's crazy. As you were saying that, this is what I'm picturing. Mm -hmm. I'm picturing this well, for some reason I'm in the forest. Yeah. Obviously. Um, I'm there too. This well-traveled like too. dirt path. You can see the the trail very yeah. easily. Yeah. But like, I am actually not picturing it as like a, like you're going to go left or right. What I'm picturing is like they're they're side by side Mm. But they just gently drift. They gently apart. fork. Yeah. And so, like, there's a point in your childhood where you make that decision. And you're still pretty close to the other. You're still one pretty as you close, learn. and you're still and and yeah. and so, and, and here is where I think, and I think like what this book has done for us, and what we're hoping it does for you, and what we hope the podcast does for you in terms of like giving you language is like if you're on this well-traveled road, if you're looking, if you're watching on YouTube, this is more helpful. Um, <laughs> 
And this road is like slowly drifting apart. And as you get older, I think it drifts apart further and further and further. What we're hoping now that if you are in your 30s or in your 20s or, you know, maybe in your teens. You're talking about crossing this jump, making the jump is less of a gap. There's less of a gap in like, you're going to have to navigate some woods. You're going to have to go through some brush. You're going to have to figure out how to get from the well-worn path to the path of of full full heart living life. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, that navigation is going to get harder and harder. Mm -hmm. Still can do it. Oh yeah. But you I think still, it's a further like, distance to God travel. can do all things and he can help you navigate through that path. And so what I feel like happens is we, 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 we start to decide early on, like most of us, almost all of us as kids decide, Hey, we're going to go down this road because this is safer defense mechanisms, all those kind of things. Or it's what's modeled often yeah. what's modeled for and us. And then so we at don't some even point, know we've we're chosen like, it. Oh man, I've strayed from who the Lord has created to me, me to be. And mm-hmm. we, we make an attempt to to travel through the woods to get to this heart living path. Mm-hmm. And there are times where like we get halfway and we turn back or we get three quarters of the way and we turn back or we get on the actual path, walk a few months and then revert back. Mm-hmm. Cause what I feel like is it's easier to go, it's, it's hard to go this way. It's easier to go back this way. Mm. Um, and so what we hope to do here and what Brooke and I have been working on in terms of our own personal lives and, walks with the Lord is like, we want to stay on that full living path. And do I do it always? No, there are definitely times where I wind my way back to the well-worn path. Um, and, but then I know that it's always worth it to like have the harder conversation. And and sometimes I feel like what I do is like, I've kind of created a path in the middle, you know, yeah. like where I'm like, I've got one foot on each. Mm-hmm. And so like, but, but that's how I picture it mm, as yeah, I, as that's I, good that like which path are you on and how much woods do you have to go through to get back to the like heartful life. And honestly, the the thing that was so helpful to me in doing that was like that advice Josh gave us at Integrated. The first taught like the second session at Integrated was like at the end of the day, oh yeah. Ask your wife their most positive emotion and their most negative emotion. And I Which st- we've even we've even changed a little cuz I don't I don't think this is what he meant, but I don't love the idea that that emotion is negative. Yeah. That like, it's a bad one. Yeah. It's, but I, but I know what you're saying in yeah. terms of like descriptive. Yeah. Battery, positive, negative yeah. vibe. <laughs> and, and, and so when we now do this with our kids, we call it peaks and valleys. Um, but we tried, it's not like my valley was, I skinned my knee. My mm-hmm. valley was, I skinned my knee, which hurt. And that like made me feel hurt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but which I remember. sad. Yeah. But I remember, yeah, it made me sad. I remember those first few times with Brooke and I've talked about this before of just like feeling like, Oh my goodness, there's so much like trees and thicket and like that I have to go through to like even say this stuff that it was like difficult. And as we practice it over and over again, I realized, okay, like chair behind, there's a machete, a tool that I can use to kind of cut through some of this stuff (laughs) to get to the path. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that the the early work i mean it's always hard to like really get to the deep feelings of your heart yeah it does i feel like it does get easier as you well, practice a, it a, more it's, it's a, a muscle lots of muscles yeah. but yeah it does but i remember early on and, and we had a lot of people at the live event kind of ask like how do we do this better and it mm-hmm. was like well you just do it you just keep doing consistently it. yeah and like because it's not that like if i'm grieving something now and something else happens in the future i'm not saying my grief will necessarily be easier but the, but the process of working 
of accepting it, working through it, talking about it, all that kind of stuff gets easier. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it makes any of the emotions less intense right. necessarily. Um, okay. So the second thing before we wrap oh, that's it up. That's good. I love that sort of path. Yeah. I've just, I've never thought like, oh, it's, it's this path or the, the path of a full life. It's always been well-traveled or less traveled. Yeah. It's always what always has been presented. Um, so then speaking of the woods, so he talks about, um, he's developed like the spiritual root system. And if you're on YouTube, you can see this picture of this little tree and it's this nice, healthy tree. And it's got like five big roots coming out of the bottom for the sake of the drawing. You know, you've got one that's your feelings, one that's your needs. Then you've got desire, longings, and hope. And so throughout this book, he shows the, he has drawings of the tree of a tree that is like really healthy, has deep roots, really big canopy super great. And then he shows like an impaired tree, like something that's not growing as well, not as healthy. And so, um, while I love this very, very much, I, again, was kind of struck by the, just the tree metaphor as a whole, a, a little more deeply. And so, you know, just, I desire to be someone who is deeply rooted and now I can, now I have the language to be like, well, I want to be do, deeply rooted in these five things, feelings, needs, desire, longing. So I want to be able to know that, talk about it, mm -hmm. feel like it's deep. And so I was looking up because I didn't know. I was like, I know what I think I'm about to say, but I'm going to actually Google it. And so recent studies have shown with trees that typically for the longest time, it was believed that a tree's root system never went any further than the drip line of the tree. Mm. So like the, you know, you've got the canopy coming all the way out whatever that drip line is, like that's, it's going to be almost equal, you know, like the roots underneath and what you see above. And it's now been shown that they can grow up to three times the size of mm. the canopy of the tree. And so I was just, I was just thinking about trees the other day while, <laughs> while I was reading this and how like, or f I'm sorry, five times the radius of the canopy. I said three times um, that like roots grow very slowly like it's not flashy it's not fast right. they're not fun necessarily <laughs> um that they grow very very slowly they're deep um they're not really public like it's under the ground it's in the dirt work mm -hmm. and i want i desire to be somebody who has deep deep roots so that my tree that is above ground, my interactions mm -hmm. with people, the way I'm parenting my kids on a daily basis, like all that kind of stuff of life, that my tree is very healthy and very strong and bears fruit and leans into the seasons and mm -hmm. drops leaves and branches when I yeah. need to and like prunes. Like you could just, we could talk about gardening yeah. and stuff, metaphors like that forever in the faith world yeah. because it's so, 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 so helpful. Accurate. But, um, as I desire, as I get older, to continue in a tree metaphor, hopefully not in real life in my body, to grow upward and outward. <laughs> Brooke was talking about, I think some of her goals for the new year are just to get bigger. No, no, no. Um, to, go, to grow upward and outward my tree um, so that I, I won't be as easily shaken. Mm -hmm. I won't be as easily pushed around. Yep. I won't, I'll know myself, my tree, if you will, better. Yeah. So that when someone's like, you should hack that off. Why is it, why are you doing that? I'm like, no, I've put a lot, this is here. Mm. This is me. This is blah, blah, blah. Um, I, when I picture the image 
of old grandma me. It's going to make me emotional. Good. <laughs> As a big healthy tree. I hope. I really do. Like intentionally, actively hope that I am healthy enough and always as a grandma like that, that my family wants to come sit in the shade, Mm -hmm. that I am like a safe place that they could climb or play. I mean, it's why the giving tree will get you every time. The kids book, like, oh, sure, we can read that. And then you're literally weeping by the end. And kids are like, I don't get it. Um, But like, I do desire that. And so this book is helpful because, you know, this book is only about one of the roots in his, Mm -hmm. with the guy who's made it, like his root system. Um, But like, I just, yeah, I really got thinking about that. I'm like, am I doing things? Because it's small things, small, small things that add up. Small things over long periods of time. Over long periods of time that make up who we are and who we want to be. And so like, what am I doing? Am I Am I taking care of the tree and am I admitting, am I like naming the fact that so much of the work has to be done underground and in the dirt? Mm -hmm. You know, it's the long conversations late at night. It's the crying in the shower. It's the healing through prayer with a friend. Like it's all these things that aren't just like, oh, crushing it. (laughs) <laughs> on the internet and like because that's what people do mm-hmm. like how pretty my tree is like yeah. how tall it is yeah I'm like okay well yeah cool yeah um <laughs> so chip i the other day i was like we were reading this book brooke was reading and then i was like i needed to catch up and so i started reading it. i was like i wonder if he has like any videos on this stuff right so i click 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 uh on youtube found like google the, does chip dot have videos yeah so went to google Googled YouTube, clicked on YouTube. Um, <laughs> no, I do not want to sign up for an account. Log in. Forgot my password. Clicked on Reset Google. Reset a password. Yeah. Um, hey, Brooke, can you text <laughs> today's good YouTube send you a code? Um, but I was trying to watch this video, but like kids were, all the neighborhood kids were kind of playing outside. <laughs> One needed a band aid. Sunny stepped on a thorn. There was like moments where I was like, oh, I don't know why I'm trying to do this right now. Yeah. Solid. But I, I watched enough to hear him like mention a few things and he's like, and that's where he mentioned God is so invested in the heart. That's where he put the Holy spirit mm-hmm. understanding our feelings leads us to being fully present. And then he mentioned Jeremiah 17, five and six, mm. and then started talking about like the difference between a juniper bush and mm. an oak and how a juniper bush like grows straight up and provides no shade and mm-hmm. its roots are very thin and they like kind of take over and like are not good. Yeah. So I read, I just read Jeremiah 17, five and six, which says mm. this, thus says the Lord cursed. Like, again, I'm taking these notes, not really like, I'm like, okay, that's good. Oh, sorry. You know, like just again, <laughs> band-aids are in the cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, for, but for some reason I wrote that down. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and so I just mm-hmm. read it now as you were talking, it's like, thus says the Lord cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and mm. shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, mm. for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, and it, for it does not cease to bear fruit. And so it's like when you look at those two pictures. That's super cool because we did not talk about our notes. No. <laughs> between the two of us yeah we yeah um and so yeah like i agree like the 
you want to provide shade. You want to be, and, and I think providing shade is an element of just being fully present. Yeah. And to be fully present in your lives and the lives of your kids and the lives of your spouse and the lives of your parents and the lives of the neighborhood kids that run, you know, yeah. run by and grab juice boxes from the fridge. Like <laughs> to be fully present, I need to understand my feelings. I need to mm. understand my heart. I need to know what structures I've have built there and whether they all have doors or windows. Yeah. And so as we dive deeper into those eight feelings, let us start there. Let yeah. us start with the honesty of what what structures have I built mm-hmm. around my heart t- specifically with the people that I should be that are the closest that, to you that should Often really in proximity yeah, of that family. should have open access mm-hmm. you know what does that look like and and that would be better off if they had open yes, access and, yeah. and how can I go from this path well traveled mm. to the path of full heart living yeah. what what do I need to do what hurt do I need to uh, face? Mm-hmm. What loneliness do I need to talk about? What sadness am I carrying? You know, what anger do I just clench my fists over? Yeah. And like, how am I going to cut through the thicket to get to the path of full living? And like, mm-hmm. I hope that at the end of this book, um, we give you some tools to do that. Yeah. Because... I feel like we've been doing that over the past three years and life has been richer and full. It hasn't been easy. There haven't been, you know, we've, we've had heartache and frustration and stress and anxiety and all those things. But when we get to the root of that feeling, we're able to talk about it in a very healthy way. And so like our hope and our goal, the root of the feeling. Yeah. I see our hope and our goal is that as you read this book along and again, buy the book 14 bucks, um, and that buy a highlighter if you don't have a highlighter by highlighter for sure maybe two <laughs> i will <laughs> say that like a uh, side note game changer reading books with highlighters absolutely i used to be like oh don't dog ear it don't for whatever reason yeah. i don't know if somebody told me that or if that was just like you know don't mark up your book what if you need to give it away i'm like no this is my book and i want to get the most out of it yeah. when i started highlighting what i read game changer. game changer would use the sound but something's wrong with my computer yeah um and so yeah so like as we talk about these feelings and unpack different parts of this book. Let's move from the path well-worn to the path of full living. Mm. Go team. Awesome job, babe. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week and listening to the walk on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I love love you. bye. Bye.